The Retro Lounge is a look back into the archives of the Recruiters Lounge podcast with Jim Stroud and Karen Matinen. The Recruiters Lounge podcast posted weekly between the years of 2005 and 2010. With energy, wit, and opposite points of view, <laughs> Jim Stroud and Karen Madden discussed, debated, and squabbled like children over HR issues that affected the workplace and society overall for the benefit of all who would listen. Way back, let's see, let's see, let's see. The date was July 28th, 2006, when Karen Madden and I uh, did a podcast with the title being Do Recruiters Care About Job Seekers? And this is the original description. Do recruiters do recruiters care? <laughs> say it again. Do recruiters care about job seekers? Jim Stroud and Karen Madden discuss apathetic recruiters. Karen was distressed while Jim tried to be objective. Stand by to hear what we said way back on 2006. On 2006, on July 28, 2006, right after this important message. Recruitment marketing, as compared to maybe employer branding is all about getting your message and your story in front of the right audience. It's a lot to manage. And what Practive Talent does for our clients is we help centralize so you have one partner, one vendor to help you manage all those relationships. And not only that, we help you track the effectiveness of every media dollar you spend on hiring so that you know in real time that you're getting the greatest ROI for your marketing investment to attract great talent into your company. We help our clients with recruitment marketing in a couple ways. One is in recruitment marketing strategy. And with that, we really take the time to help you build the right strategy. And then we get mutual approval on that strategy before you spend a single dime. The other way we do this is through our agency of record service. This is a partnership with you where we're able to reach out to publishers on your behalf to negotiate better pricing, to execute on media campaigns, uh, and really act as an extension of your team. Some of the benefits that our clients have seen working with Practic Talents Recruitment Marketing Services is an overall reduction of 30% cost per applicant. That's really significant. It's showing that we're able to leverage great technology, programmatic, and we're also flexible and scalable. We're platform agnostic. We're always gonna use whatever the greatest and latest technology is, whatever the best platforms are to help create efficiencies in your media purchasing so that you're always on the cutting edge. For more information on Proactive Talent, visit them online at proactivetalent.com or click the link in the podcast description. Radio, radio, radio Innovative audio on demand. Hi, I'm Jim Stroud. Welcome to the Recruiter's Lounge. The Recruiter's Lounge is a podcast of news, interviews, and commentary on the recruiting industry, and it was designed with you in mind. So sit back, relax, and enjoy your time in The Recruiter's Lounge. Whenever I'm on the phone with my good friend Karen Madden, I always wish I had a a tape recorder going because we get into so many uh, interesting topics, especially when it comes to recruiting and especially when it comes to ethics in recruiting. Well, I decided to do just that and record a couple of phone conversations I had with Karen and post them in this segment that I'm calling He Said, She Said. So uh, if you would, check it out. Let me know what you think and hear from you soon. 
Hello, you're welcome to Recruiter's Lounge and another segment of He Said, She Said with my good friend Karen Matten. How are you, Karen? Hi, Tim. <laughs> are you tired of me yet? I'm serious. <laughs> You've become a fixture here in the lounge, and we're we're, we're glad to have you. Um, saw something today that sort of sort of choked me a little bit. Let me let me run it by you. See, see what okay. you think about it. There, I came across a blog post where this recruiter is talking about. Um, a certain school of thought that I think is pervading among a lot of recruiters in that they are becoming more and more uh, number-centric uh, as opposed to candidate-centric. Um, they tend to, uh, and, I, and I understand this from being on, on, on both sides of, of the desk, um, they have a certain quota of hires they have to make uh, a month or so. And, 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 in, and in pursuit of just hitting their goals, hitting their numbers, uh, they tend to discard the feelings or discard uh, the applicants who are applying for work to a point where um, they may not even call people back just because they have no interest in talking to them because they don't think they can place them, even though they may have gone through the trouble of interviewing them and bringing them in, that kind of thing. So the follow-up is really, really, really bad. It is, what, what do you think about all this? Am I, am I just rambling about nothing? or? No, you're not rambling about anything. I've just recently wrote something about this not too long ago. And this is really one of the reasons that I am so emotional in regards to the recruiting industry mm-hmm. and why I care so much. Um, they call it the human capital advantage metrics, okay? Okay. Yeah, there's a term for it. Um, went to a convention not too long ago, and I remember one of the things that was really stuck out to me was one of the trainers there kept saying, how you knew how to judge a good recruiter was going to be based upon the quantity of the candidates, not the quality. The quantity, how many uh, people you can get through the door, so to speak. And placed, not the quality. And now, I kept hearing this. This is kind of basically a precedent for most of us meeting at the convention, you know, and I kept thinking, metrics, 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 and I kept getting really sad. I was really getting depressed. Mm. And people would ask me, well, what did you think about the conference? And I couldn't figure it out. I couldn't tell them. I was like, I really didn't know, okay? Yeah. And my husband was like, why? He picked me up, too, because I hate driving freeways. I know it's kind of spooky, but California, <laughs> what can I say? And he kept asking what's wrong, and I couldn't figure it out. I just couldn't put a pinpoint on it, and then uh, it hit me, you know. And it was all because of a post on the Internet. It was for a candidate who was requesting help. They were all really concerned about going on for looking for a job, and they hadn't found one in a while, and it was depressing for them, and they were looking for a mentor. Could anybody help them? And my heart went out for this poor guy. I mean, he bared his soul. And it was like, wow, come on, recruiters, can somebody help me? And it tugged at my heartstrings. Mm. And uh, our, then it made me recall some of the candidates that I would have talked to who had been out work for a long time, and you could hear the depression in their voices or the aggravation, or you could hear the resentment and hostilities that they may feel at times, you know. Sure. The anger they'd had towards companies or recruiters. And I realized, you know, Recruiters get a bad name, but we've earned it. You think so? Oh, so bad. 
<laughs> just you know, beca- because I, a lot of recruiters don't follow up? Is, is that what you're, you're saying? or? Oh, I wish it was just not following up. It's like we don't care. We know when you work for ABC Company and your company is saying, hey, this is what you have to do. You have to give me people, 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 people. Well, I want more people. Just give me more people. Do whatever it takes to get me more people. I don't care how you do it. Just get me people. That's all they see their people as, their employees as, is people. People, human capital. They stop giving a heck about what the person is like, who that person is, what that person brings to the table for the company, that that person really brings a value to the, an expendable value, granted, but it's still a very strong value to that company. They've forgotten the loyalty, and they passed it down onto their own recruiters. Recruiters have become like, I think it's like watching TV. Hmm. You know when you watch TV nowadays and you see all this war that's going on? Right. And it's real-life war, but you're just like, oh, okay, whatever, we're at war Lebanon, and they turn off the TV. You're just like, you become immune. Hmm. You know, but I remember when the first war came out, when we were in Kuwait. And it was so touching and heart-wrenching when you see these Christmas cards that the wives were sending out to the husband. And everybody was like, oh, look at these poor guys they're doing. Look what they're doing for us. And everybody was like, the hero is welcome. Nowadays, it's like, oh, woohoo. Well, let me ask you this. Is this to be the devil's advocate on on this? Um, Say um, I'm recruiting for a certain position. Mm -hmm. Uh, I have time constraints. Mm -hmm. I have the manager barking at me. Mm-hmm. And I've done a search, or I've narrowed down my search to maybe twelve, or no, not even twelve, say maybe six people. Mm-hmm. And I talk to them and try to get them through. And I, I just don't mean to be mean, or don't mean to be forgetful or anything. I just don't have the time to really develop a, a long-term relationship mm-hmm. with each individual person that I talk to. And keep in mind, I mean, it's just six people for one position. I may have, you know, anywhere from five to fifteen on my desk at any given time. Mm-hmm. So it it is it comes a temptation to just you know leave communication to just emails alone or voicemails and not really take the time to develop that relationship because I I just don't have time and it, and I think that's what a lot of recruiters are going through in that they just they feel so constrained by time and manager requirements that they just can't develop those relationships like they may want to. I hate to say that, but that's a cop up. You think so? Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. How so? Because there is always time, absolutely always time. And even if it is an email, that is an e- a time in responding with an email. There are recruiters who won't even respond back with an email. I've been guilty about it, and I've been called on it. But I'm going to make a comment to you, and I'm not really sidetracking, but this is kind of going along with your comment, Sure. okay? Sure. You work for a company, and you've told me off offline that you love working for the company you work for, okay? You Correct. You enjoyed it. Correct. Now, I'm going to ask you a question. What happens if you work for XYZ Company and you couldn't stand it and you know the boss was a total jerk? You've got to bring in 20 people, and you know that you have to recruit XYZ type of company's people, okay? Mm-hmm. Now, <laughs> tell me, how in good conscience and how do people sleep at night? knowing that they are taking someone from 20 years' experience at the job, really happy, stable, really enjoying it, and they're bringing someone into a really nasty, awful situation just to make your numbers, just to do whatever it takes to make those numbers. How does a 
person sleep at night knowing that that person's going to hate themselves and then their wife's going to end up hating them and that their sons and daughters are going to hate them because they come home and be miserable, depressed, don't have the energy, you know, to do anything with them? Well, let me counter-argue that with I may not like working at that particular company, but it's not to say that the person I'm trying to hire in won't like that uh, won't like the company, and maybe the department I'm serving in is pretty sucky, but I'm getting them hired into some other department or some other group that I'm not directly affiliated with or not directly working in that cubicle farm or whatever. Okay, let me rephrase it better. How okay. about if your company was an Enron? <laughs> okay, does that make it better? Yeah. Uh, yeah, okay. Okay, or let's say that your boss was like Jack the Ripper, and not just your Jack, your boss, but the CEO. Or let's say that your boss was like Ken Lay. The CEO was like Ken Lay, which he's not, but mm. let's say your boss was like Ken Lay. And you know that everybody's going to look at this guy and go, this guy should be in jail. Oh, duh, okay? So it's not like you can just, because Ken Lay did have people who got along with him. He was married, okay? He shared his marital bed with someone yeah. but the fact is there's people out there that you know who are working at companies who know that they shouldn't be bringing people in because they know the environment is nasty no everybody in the offices are walking around in pen shells because the district or regional manager is a total jerk how do people sleep at night knowing this well that's a uh to argue their side that's a that's a uh, a high wire act you have to um as I mean as it may sound, you have to sort of think about your bills sometime and your family. Yeah, well, you know that what? Kind of thing. That's the point I'm making. Okay, it's always about us. This is what's happening in the, you know, in the recruiting world. Okay. Going back to what you're saying, and with what you're saying now, we're going back to what you were saying. This is exactly what's been going on. We've forgotten the most important factor of what we do for a living. We're supposed to be improving the quality of somebody's lives and not for selfish reasons. And that's why there's a lot of ethics necessary in this industry because these guys are valuing what we say. They're trusting us. They're entrusting their careers, their personal lives in our hands. And they believe what we say. And if we can't be honest to that individual about the situations or circumstances or what they're going into because we have to make our metrics, we will continue to hurt our industry, if not get it regulated. And that is why I get so angry because I keep reading posts out there time after time after again, do whatever it takes, take whatever means. It's time for recruiters to stop being just, you know, recruiters in HR, but remember they're salespeople. No, we can't stop being human resources because we are providing a human resource. Remember the human in the human resource. We're not salespeople that are selling a used car or a tangible object. We're dealing with families' lives, not just the candidates' lives, but that of their families as well, direct and indirect. And yes, I'm angry. I am so pissed. And that's one of the reasons, too. I'll sit down there with tears in my eyes because somebody totally abused me because of what I said. But I'll keep pounding away at my keyboard and taking my frustrations out because somebody's got to stand up for this industry. I sure as hell am. And thank God somebody else, other people want me to because they've said so. But hopefully 
one day I may get somebody else's attention. Hey, we can't break laws because we want to. We can't hire young people just because we want to make this place trendy and forego the older individual because he's a ruddy duddy. We can't just go to MySpace because it's a new recruiting tool. We can't just go ahead and say, well, instant message because we want to. Or because or I, we, I want to, and it's because it's a new tool. I'll go to MySpace and then go ahead and check people's references without their permission. You have no right. And you have no right to go ahead and say we're salespeople instead of being a human factor. Not look at that human factor. If you can't appreciate the follow-up or there's no time, then don't be in this industry. Because I don't think there's a lot of us who really, really respect our industry. We don't want people like you in here. Sorry, that's my beef. I mean, am I wrong? Jim, am I wrong in this? That's a question I'd like to ask, ask our listeners. Do you think that Karen is wrong? Um, do you feel the passion for your work? Do you see recruiting as a call, uh, a near spiritual call for some, or or at least uh, a serious business as opposed to just another job or a way to make um, um more money just from a quick placement or so forth and moving people around as cattle. I really would like to hear some feedback from people hired in the audience. Tell us, do you identify with what Karen said about forgetting about the human side of human resources? Or do you feel that it's just a job and she perhaps is overreacting? And um, it is all about the numbers at the end of the day. We'd like very much to hear from you. If you would, send an email to uh, to me at Jim Stroud, that's G-I-M-S-T-R-O-U-D, at JimStroud.com. Uh, until then, until I hear from you, uh, and until next time, this has been Jim Stroud and Karen Madden with uh, this version of He Said, She Said for the Recruiter's Lounge. Well, that's it for this show. You've been a wonderful audience. If you like what you heard, love what you heard, or <laughs> just plain hate what you just heard, uh, let me know. Your feedback matters. You can reach me through my website at jimstroud.com slash podcast. That's J-I-M-S-T-R-O-U-D dot com slash podcast. Podcast. So until next time, I'm Jim Stroud and you're not. Radio, radio, radio Innovative audio on demand. And so this ends this edition of the Retro Lounge, home of classic episodes of the Recruiter's Lounge podcast. If you haven't already, uh, subscribe now so you don't miss a future episode. Okay, cool. Until next time. Bye-bye. Hi, I'm Emma. And I'm Joe. And, and we're, we're the, the Professional, professional Book, Book Nerds. Nerds. Two Mondays a month, we interview authors and talk about their upcoming books, what drives them, and their go-to order at the cafe. On Thursdays, we share recommendations and dive into topics readers face, like how do I actually read the books on my to-be-read list? You can find the Professional Book Nerds podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Want to learn more about us? Our website is professionalbooknerds.com, and you can find us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at ProBookNerds. We hope you'll come and listen, and as always, happy, happy reading! reading.